love isn't weak. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have Charles Stanley, and this is part one of a two-part message, and he's talking to us about a very important topic, and that is basically how to love your enemies, how to love someone who has deliberately hurt you, because we have so many people in our lives who have hurt us, whether it's deliberately or not, but how do you actually love them? Because the Bible calls us and tells us to love our enemies. And it is not a suggestion. It is something that we are commanded to do. Here's the first part of Dr. Stanley's message. When someone deliberately and willfully attempts to hurt you, how do you respond? Hurt is a part of life. It's a part of our society. There'll never come a time when you and I will be free from all hurt or all attempts at hurt. So what you and I have to ask is this, are we responding rightly when people attempt to hurt us either by the things they say or the things they do? Some of the strongest words Jesus ever gives the believer, he gives to us concerning our response to those who attempt to hurt us. And he says it so clearly beginning in the sixth chapter of Luke. So he begins by saying, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you, whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also, and whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Now friend, that is one more order, amen? But that's not all. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. And just as you want people to treat you, Treat them in the same way. That's the verse we call the golden rule. And if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your father is merciful and do not judge and you will not be judged and do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Pardon and you will be pardoned. Give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. They will pour into your lap, for by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Now, one of the things about this passage of Scripture is that oftentimes some of these verses are misunderstood, and we will use them to defend ourselves in some circumstances. But if you will look in verse 27 and 28, and notice the kind of hurt that he's talking about. Listen, he says, but I say to you who here love your enemies. That is those who are positioned to be against you. Do good to those who hate you, who maliciously, who maliciously respond to you. Those who curse you, that is with their lips. I mean, they say all kinds of things about you. For those who mistreat you in all different ways and those who hit you, 
So we're not talking about somebody saying, oh, I just don't like you. We're talking about some pretty tough things. Now, how do you respond? What is your first response? Is it when you are accused or when you are maliciously gossiped about, when someone either deliberately chooses to hurt you or will say things that end up hurting you? How do you respond? So I want us to look first of all at the responses of a child of God. I want us to look at the resources out of which we're to respond. And then I want us to look at what he says here as to the rewards when you and I respond in the proper fashion. Now, I want you to be sure to keep your Bible open and keep a pencil and a piece of paper. And I'm going to give you the things that he says we're to do. But most of all, I just want you to primarily jot down the things that God says to you about you. Now, when I came to this passage, I'll have to tell you, I had to back off. I had to say, now, wait a minute, hold it. I'm not sure that I'm ready to preach that to somebody else until, first of all, I had fully examined my heart to be sure, Lord, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, I choose to respond in the fashion in which you require. And I'm telling you, there isn't anybody alive who can do that within their own strength, in their own human nature, because humanly speaking, following the fall thousands of years ago, you and I are not bent to doing that. Amen? Now, I want us to be sure we understand what he means by the words he uses. So let's begin, first of all, under the term of responses. What is the believer's proper response when those who will hurt us or attempt to do so? All right, number one, he says, beginning in verse 27, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies. That is, they have positioned themselves by disposition, by attitude to be against you. When he says, love your enemies, what word does he use? There are three Greek words, eros, which is passionate love, phileo, which is sort of a friendship or deep friendship kind of love, and agape love. He doesn't use the first two, he uses the last one. That is, he's talking about a deeper level of love than just being simply, uh, well, hello, and maybe that kind of friendship. He says our response is to be the type of love. And here's what he means here. And we must interpret all of this in the light of what he's trying to get across to those who are listening to him. He says that our response to those who would harm us must always be to respond to them in a fashion that is for their benefit, not for ours. So that we're going to respond in a fashion that is not to defend ourselves, we're going to respond in love because if we respond in anger and bitterness and resentment, we do not become a part of the redemptiveness of God in the life of that person. We simply become engaged in and stoop to their level of becoming their enemy. Now, let's think about this matter of love here for just a moment because somebody says, well, you're to love your enemy just like you love your wife. That's not what the Bible says. You're to love your enemy just like you love your friend. No. You don't develop a love relationship with your wife the same way you develop a love for your enemy. When God says through his word that we're to love our enemies, it is an act of my will. Now to love someone involves my mind, but it also involves my emotions. When it comes to loving our enemies, more than likely we're going to have to make a choice by an act of our will to love them because we are not going to fall in love with them. So therefore, when I choose to love them, my emotions will follow the decision, the act of my will. So when he says, love your enemy, Jesus understands that that doesn't mean it's going to be easy and you say, well, just love your enemies like you love your wife, like you love your friend. No, it's not going to be that way because you're going to have a whole different relationship. But the undergirding factor here is 
that we are to develop a relationship with friends to do what? To build them up and they build us up. But loving our enemies who have no intention of building us up, who position themselves against us, we must seek their best good, whatever they do to us. And if you and I can always be looking out to see, how can I help the other person? And how can I respond in such a fashion that is redemptive to them and that God may somehow be able to change their attitude, then we are free of the guilt of animosity and bitterness. You see, anytime you and I respond in improper fashion, we are the ones who will suffer. Regardless of our enemies may suffer, we assume part of the suffering, unnecessary suffering, when we do and follow the same attitudes that they have. Now, we're not talking about a sentimental kind of, well, I just love everybody. Everybody should love everybody. And therefore, if you're a Christian, you're just going to love everybody. No, sometimes that takes some real effort on our part. Now, when Jesus says he loved everybody, remember that he had a deeper capacity to love than you and I do. But he also gave us the responsibility. So we're not talking about some sentimental a type of love. Yes, we do love everybody because even though Jesus loved everybody, sometimes he confronted them. Now, listen. Love isn't weak. Genuine, true, agape love is a strong kind of love. It is the love that is able to take abuse without defending itself. But it is a quality of love that also, because it is redemptive by nature, is able and willing and ready and courageous enough to confront the other person when confrontation with them is for their best benefit. So we're not talking about some kind of passive always backing up. We're talking about agape love. God loves you and me. And in his love for us, he confronts us. And in our love for those, even who are our enemies, sometimes we may need to confront them. I don't mean an aggressive kind of an attack, but to ask the question, for example. And we find this in the scripture. Ask the question, for example. And that is, you know, why do you feel the way you feel about me? What have I done to you? That isn't defending yourself. That is simply asking a question. It is simply seeking understanding that you may be able to redeem the whole situation. You remember when Jesus says there in John, when he was accused and when the soldier slapped him, he said to him, if I've answered wrong, tell me how I've answered wrong. But if I have not, why did you hit me? So we're not talking about a mealy kind of love. We're talking about genuine agape love that's always redemptive in its ultimate purpose. That was Dr. Charles Stanley, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Charles Stanley, How to Love Those Who Hurt You. You can find out more information about him at his website, intouch.org. That is all I have for you today. Hope you have a great day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless you.